0: This week's show is brought to you by Snapchat. Specifically, my Snapchat, which is kind of blowing up right now, which is really cool. So, funny travel stories from Bangkok and beyond. Follow me on Snapchat. There's a link somewhere. shivo.wtf slash Snapchat. Yeah, that'll work.
1: Oh, oh, oh. This one time.
2: So, this one time. This one time? (laughs) This, you know what? This one time. This one time. Oh my god, this one time? The podcast.
0: Now, in My theory, voice
2: is
1: doing funny things again.
2: Your voice always great.
0: does funny do. things.
1: Especially like right before I'm supposed to, you know, record.
0: Speaking of that, greetings from Bangkok. In just a moment, you will hear a story about a man beating off a monkey. But before we get there, hello, my lover.
1: Hello, baby. And hello everyone. I'm
0: Sheila Dee and I am Evo Terra. And have we got a
1: story for you.
0: As you know my love, but our listener may not know. Cuz okay. they could be new. They could we be. We are fans of craft beer and have enjoyed much great craft beer when we traveled the world. That is true. We were both looking forward to the beer experience in our um, ancestral homeland of England. I say ancestral homeland because we both speak English. Therefore, it must be <laughs> our native land. Okay, I'll give you that. Six weeks we spend in England. Yes. Here's the deal. I'm going to take a rash of shit about this. Probably so. England has three kinds of beer. They have the same shitty beer you can buy in any supermarket anywhere in the world Beer. Mass-produced crap. Second kind of beer is they have craft beer, that which is sweeping the world. Yay. As creators of fine craft beers are crafting the beers, or something in that name, the way they want to, the way they want it to taste and do something unique and different with the beer.
1: Very flavor-rich.
0: Yes, flavor is an important part of craft beer brewing. And the third type is something called real beer. Ale. Yes. Now, real ale, again, for the new people out there, there's a huge push in England to preserve the way of brewing beer, which originally was set against, set apart from the mass-produced swill, known as Budweiser Coors, or whatever else you want. The way they brewed the beer was quite different. They were using natural fermentation inside of the kegs. They were using... Cellar temperature, or around 18 degrees C. So so sometimes real ale gets a bad rap for being flat and being warm.
1: Which it's supposed to be though, right? it, I
0: mean, Yes, that's exactly yeah. right. It's supposed to be both flat and warm because there's no forced CO2. Right. There is very little refrigeration, so right. yes, the beer is flat and it's warm. And there's a huge push in that country to preserve that and saying, this is the best beer in the world. Um, two things, no, and it's not. <laughs>
1: I, I'm gonna tell you as an English teacher that is uh, the same thing. You're being redundant.
0: Exactly. <laughs> Much like real ale is not. So <laughs> it's it, it may be real and it may be ale, but look, here's the deal, England. It's just not good. I know, I know, listener, you're furiously pounding out on the keyboard, but I don't want to talk about beer on the program. I want to talk about how what I think the same reason you people went down the, let's leave, is the same reason you like real ale.
1: You're going to make us political.
0: It's ju- No, I'm not making it political. <laughs> I just see parallels between the two. I do that. And, and it's all about this fascination with things that are old. O- okay. The good old days, which aren't by the way statistically speaking there's no such thing as the good old days otherwise there, you
1: wouldn't have moved past him
0: all there is is what you remember falsely by the way
1: <laughs> Me- the, my
0: memories aren't good listen the past sucked <laughs> categorically speaking the past compared with today was terrible <laughs> No, i think i have a good past i'm not saying pasts were were bad i'm saying in comparison to today if you had the choice to live the way that you did yesterday today is better today okay. is better and it's definitely better for years progress yeah. the reason we call it progress is because it progresses we move forward semantics you know it's like people will say well you know and I, and I get uh, nostalgia. Don't get me wrong. Right. I'm not, I'm not discounting nostalgia, right? Yes, I get it, listener. You like going to the Ren fair. That's awesome. Right. You like dressing up in bustiers, or you like wearing little leggings. You like dressing up in bustiers? I'm talking to the listener right now. And they, you enjoy that style, but, but here's the deal. Um, closed sewers kind of rock. I do like a closed sewer. <laughs> really, really good. I know you like your turkey legs and all, but I'm telling you, the past... The reason we call it that is we done past it. (laughs) Okay. So, England, get over yourselves. Real ale is not the way of the future. Craft beer is winning. Thank you, Brewdog from Scotland, proving that every single day.
1: I love Brewdog. Thank you,
0: the Colonel. Thank you, all the other great craft breweries that are, you know. I love the Colonel. Progressing, moving forward. With the rest of the world, not just Europe, the rest of the world moving forward. Yeah. Even even here in Thailand, we have progression
1: with craft beer. beer. Exactly yeah. right. Like There are some fabulous craft beers here. King Kong is my favorite.
0: So, I get it. I get there's a political divide. All I'm saying is that real ale sucks in comparison to craft ale.
1: So, how do you fix that with Brexit?
0: I don't have a good solution for this. That's a political solution. <laughs> My solution to that is stop drinking your Kay. shitty real ale and start drinking really good craft beer. Maybe it's leave, leave the real ale. Leave the real ale behind and <laughs> join us in the f- beerxit. <laughs> no, that's not working. In, out, in, out, in, out, in, out, in out, in, out in touch left, out in, out, in out, in out, in, in, out, in,
2: out, in touch right and rest. I'm like a hundred something pound guy, no small dude, you know, like, I can hold my own if I need to. This monkey was kicking my ass. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like if it wasn't for the chest bounce and my 200 pounds plus of pressure in that yeah. chest bounce, he probably would have killed me or something. Like, I really, yeah. I really do feel that. Murderous monkeys?
1: Now that sounds like a good story. This one comes from our good friend, Sonny
2: Thopper. I am Sonny Thopper from Phoenix, Arizona, and I am a good friend of Evo's.
1: Or maybe he's just a good friend of Evo's. I see how I rate.
2: I am a, well, first Indian, I guess that would help with the story, guy living out of Phoenix, Arizona. You know, like all sorts of music, uh, probably most notably like either jazz or uh, drum and bass. You can see me at art shows or uh, probably bars around town.
1: When he's not talking, jamming out, or making cool stuff for the internet, Sonny's usually cracking a joke or laughing at one someone just told, or one he told. Which is why we asked him on the show to talk about that one time he beat off a monkey. You're just not going to let that go, are you?
2: This was, uh, what was it, 2007? We took a trip back to India, and it was, uh, Kind of like, a, you know, we've been gone for a while, let's check out the family, let's see how everyone's doing, you know, show the kids, me and my sister, basically, you know, in our adult lives, what India is about. So pretty much how these, sto- like how these trips work out is we take a month off and in that month, about four weeks is just spent traveling India, meeting all sorts of family we didn't even know existed. Like, I literally mm-hmm. don't remember the names of half the people I met still and they're you know, family somewhere. They're right. Important. so we took this uh kind of like this four week long trip uh three or four weeks going all over india meeting everybody and then towards the end of it is when we started to do some of the uh, touristy things and so this is like you know we just traveled all over the place we finally decided to get uh on a train for like it was like it had to have been like eight or nine hours like it was a very very long train ride According to every
0: PBS show I've ever watched, that's the only way people get around in India is by train. Trains go everywhere in India, right? So that's the way to get there.
2: That's pretty much the only way. Like half the streets are pretty much not streets out there. So you can't take a car. Uh, So yeah, yeah, trains like, uh, and you know, like with a country with like millions of people pretty much on top of each other. They need just a yeah. big box on wheels, basically, to go one direction. Right.
0: <laughs> Simple way to get there, right? Yeah. So you did the eight eight hour, nine hour train ride.
2: Yeah, and and speaking of packing people into boxes, like these aren't comfortable train rides. Like this is literally. Sardines in a can, you know. Like, I remember mm-hmm. looking out the window and basically seeing a dude just hanging on. Like, this is an exaggeration <laughs> for humor. This dude was hanging on for his life on the side of his train. And then you look next to him, and it's his family, like a kid. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, you know, got it's one arm like, around the kid, one arm on the rail. And he's like, I'm good.
0: <laughs> and it wasn't a stowaway. This guy also
2: had a ticket. Exactly. Exactly. The they you get- oversold.
0: <laughs> So yeah, you imagine if American Airlines did that? Sorry, folks, we've oversold the flight and no one's giving up their seats. Who would like to hang on to the wing?
2: <laughs> There'd be somebody, man, and I bet you he'd be Indian. <laughs> 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 so, yeah, so, like, we're packed in here. I'm, like, miserable because we just spent four weeks traveling and I honestly haven't seen India India yet. You know, like, I've just seen inside of families' houses or uh, mm-hmm. quote-unquote family. Like, I don't even know. Uh, so this is the first time like we're uh, getting to go anywhere basically in my eyes. So we're back in the Sardine train, me and my sister, my family, it's my aunt and uncle. Uh, and I think my grandparents were with us too. We all took this trip. We got to Agra, uh, and just getting out of this train was just like that alone was, Oh God, I just, I'm glad to get out of this train, but now I just need a bed. You know, like I didn't, at that Mm -hmm. point, I didn't care to see anything. We just needed a bed. And we had like another hour or so of driving around to actually get to this place. It's like this super far away, uh, in the middle of like basically dense foliage, this amazing, amazing hotel. Uh, my uncle, like he he's uh, pretty well off. So, you know, he likes to kind of like flaunt his money around. So this was like probably the absolute best place that you can get in Agra. And of course, we got all suites separate for everybody. So, you know, like my mom and my dad Fantastic. got one aunt and uncle got one my grandparents got one their kids got one you know me and my sister got one and as soon as we got there we're just like finally a bed didn't look at anything didn't turn around just out and this must have been like uh it was nighttime that we got there so it must have been like eight or nine o'clock uh so you know it was about time to go to bed anyway so we just pass out my sister takes one bed i take another and conk out and then In the middle of the night, a couple hours later, probably like midnight-ish, I hear screaming. I hear my sister just run towards the bathroom and just yelling. And, you know, I'm tired. And I hate to say this years later. I'm like, I just didn't care. (laughs) I was just like, if she needs me, she'll scream my name. (laughs) So, like, I just kind of like pass it out. She's going to the bathroom. I figured it might have been like one of those things like she had bad water or something somewhere. And now it's affecting her. So, I didn't care too much. I passed out again. Uh, I'm probably conked out for another like two, three minutes. Like I didn't get to the point where I'm fast asleep again. I just kind of conked out. And then the next thing I know, something slaps me across the face. And my immediate reaction is my sister's pissed that I didn't wake up and ask her what's up. And now she slapped me across the face. She couldn't ask me nicely. So I'm like, kind (laughs) of like pissed waking up. And like, all I see is this hairy figure on my bed. And the only thing my mind could think is not my sister, trouble. So I end up pushing what I found out later is a monkey off of my bed into a wall and he smacked his head hard. Like I must've pushed him as hard as I possibly could. He smacks his head and the next day we're looking at the like carnage. There's like a blood streak on the freaking wall. (laughs) So I caused him damage. I turned around and like, I don't even remember exactly what I was thinking, but I just knew I had to get out of that situation. And so I turn around mm-hmm. and I look down and there's an entire monkey family. Like there's, there's uh, like three or four monkeys just sitting there. And one of them saw this whole thing, gets pissed, jumps up and latches onto me. And like, he's got his arms around my back and tearing. I'm not like, like on talons tearing into my back. <laughs> and so I am just pissed. I'm trying to figure out a way to get this monkey off of me. I'm trying to punch, but his head is basically at my chest. And I don't know if you've ever tried to, like, you know, come down at your chest. Like, you cannot punch. So I'm, like, trying my best. I just look like an idiot. And so the only thing I can think of is chest bounce, right? Like, just look at him Go straight for it. Chest bounce. And I did that. <laughs> and I did that a couple of times until he finally lets go. <laughs> so the you know, the whole monkey family's there. I'm... I'm just bleeding and pissed and my shirt's ripped and I'm just like, I don't know. So I knock on the door, I don't even know why I do this. I knock on the door to the bathroom and my sister just goes, no, just just (laughs) a loud, no. And like, I didn't have to ask anything else. I was like, all right, that's not an option. Open the front door. (laughs) So I opened the front door and like the monkeys pretty much just instantly left. And so I was like, all right, this is cool. I mean, they're in the hotel, but not my problem anymore. (laughs) <laughs> so I'm kind of like looking out at this point, and I'm still bleeding. Ter- you know, shirts all tattered. I'm just looking out at them, and they are the the place itself. Like again, like super beautiful place. It's like uh, you know, they had like restaurants in there. They had their own atrium mm-hmm. in there. Like like full on place. Like it was like a mini zoo basically. uh wow. Inside the place, like inside the middle, and what they had was like all these columns in the main lobby. That just were okay. like just perfect distance apart, small columns, all the way around the main. So like you could see basically all the floors down, all the way down oh. to where the desk receptionist area was essentially. Mm-hmm. And so these funkies jump on these columns and they're just having a great time. They're just jumping from column to column, just happy. Like I I guess they forgot about their like friend that I just knocked out basically. <laughs> <laughs>
0: right,
2: yeah. You know, doing their thing. And so I'm just sitting there watching, like I just kind of fascinated at this point. I'm like, wow, this is just going to be a weird story. And so I'm watching these monkeys, you know, thinking about this. And uh, behind me is a staircase, and I just hear, con 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 con, somebody like coming, like running up the mm-hmm. stairs. And I'm like, all right, okay, you know, I'm not fully paying attention to it, but somebody's like clearly running up the stairs. And then I, you know, hear a couple more behind them. It's a couple of people running up the stairs. When they finally get to my floor, I see that they have these giant like. Uh, poles with ropes on, kind of like what you see in like oh. Jurassic Park, like when they're yeah, trying to like right. trying to like they're, grab the necks of their dinosaurs. That's what yeah, they are. Yeah. So these guys are just grabbing basically the bodies of these monkeys any way that they can and leading them outside with these giant poles. And the coolest one was this monkey. He's on one column, and he literally jumps up in the air to go to the other column. This dude whips his pole out, grabs a midair around the neck, and it just reels likes- him in. And like total pro move, it looks so sick. <laughs> and I want to believe on that the that wing. Was, Yeah, yeah. I want to believe that that was the monkey that kind of like hurt me. But honestly, I couldn't tell him apart. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like kind of like projecting. I'm like, yeah, you deserved it, you motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So yeah, like, they basically they took care of all the monkeys. Uh, my sister was still in the bathroom. They took me down uh, and tended to my wounds basically, and they you know, had this infirmary basically set up in their place. Apparently they get monkey attacks all the time. And so they patch me up and you know, give me like a little loader t shirt to go back upstairs. And I'm just like, I go back upstairs. My sister's already been talking to my parents and they figure out the whole story. And, you know, we kind of just after that I'm like, well there's not much to do. Let's just close the windows. And in the process of closing the windows, I saw the one in our bedroom was open. And on it is a sign that says Do not open possible monkey attacks. And then it says in Hindi. Of course. Of course. (laughs) If I had just taken the five minutes to look around the room, this probably wouldn't have been a thing. All of a sudden, monkey attack.
1: Is the birds non sequitur the music? No. Because I've asked multiple times what
0: this is. You don't need to know.
1: Thanks, Travelsmith. I received this fabulous Isabel top and I wore it for the first time yesterday. Oh my goodness.
0: Sheila doesn't normally rant and rave about the clothes she gets from TravelSmith. I do all the time. But So if you want to see this top and see how great it looks on it, we actually shot a video uh, via Snapchat that I have since loaded up to YouTube. There'll be a link in the show notes. So uh, check out the Top Girls and go go buy one today. Thank you, TravelSmith. Yay.
1: And a shout out to our patrons that make the show possible.
0: Every month, these fantastic people, as Sheila said, make the show possible with a small contribution, and we reward them in in great ways. And so, if you want to become a patron of the show, please go to shivo.wtf slash postcards or patreon.com slash OPP Travelers.
1: Our music is by Valea Valea.
0: Thanks for listening, listener. I am Evo Terra. And I'm Sheila D. More about us, all the things that we do, all the places we go, all the places you'll see at shivo.wtf.